Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Peck. Say hi, Paige. You there with us? Hi, guys. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Sorry. Usually that happens and it didn't happen this time. Anyway, that's okay. Anyway, here at the Teaching Self-Government Podcast, we are going to talk today about how to make the best daily schedule. So I don't know if you're like mm, the majority of the population, but it's hard to follow a schedule and it's hard to, to that. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to know at the end of the day, like, did I fail at my schedule or did I succeed at my schedule when you didn't get everything done on your schedule? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think some people think, well, if I don't get everything done, then clearly I failed. And maybe that's the case and maybe not. And we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page with one thing. And that is that the Teaching Self-Government podcast, we look through every topic that we're, that we're planning on discussing through the lens of self-government. And self-government means that a person is empowered to take ownership of their own thoughts and behaviors, relationships, actions, that they actually see themselves as in control with their own choices of their own happiness. And the definitions of self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them which means that a person has to be willing to self-analyze. If you are not willing to self-analyze regularly, which is, can be a painful thing for some people, if mm -hmm. you are not willing to do that, then you're going to fail when it comes to really being in full control of yourself. It's true. You have to be able to accept what you analyze as well. It's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you find things you don't, that aren't happy news, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> bummer. I've got to fix that about me. Oh, bummer. I am not being kind to another person. Now I'm going to have to go through what we call the repentance process, right? <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's a religious term, but essentially when you are a self-governed person, you are in the process of repenting again and again and again, which is also called self-improvement, right? That mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're recognizing recognizing a problem and fixing it and leaving it behind, dropping the subject and moving on to the way that you should be. So anyway, and there's lots of skills and stuff like that that we talk about um, in the Teaching Self-Government program. We usually mention some of those things. Um, there is a certain type of a, a tone and structure for setting up an environment where a person will better master themselves. And all of that is talked about on teachingselfgovernment.com. In fact, there's books there and courses there for how to teach your children self-government, how to help yourself better self-govern um, yourself, and all kinds of things on, on calm communication and 
problem solving within families and relationships. There's a lot of good stuff there. Before we start on our topic, we have kind of a tradition, at least until our ideas run out, we have a tradition. <laughs> anyway, but the tradition is that we talk about some sort of fun family activity. And this is being recorded right now during a time of pandemic uh, around the whole world. So all mm -hmm. the more reason we need fun family activities. You know, we've got to do stuff for fun. And so, Paige, uh, let's talk about, there's, there's a game that you're going to share with us today that is something that our family has done over the years that we get a lot of good laughs out of. What is this game? Yes. Uh, we mentioned it last week. This game is called Celebrity. And you may or may not have heard of it before, but it's, it's a really, really fun game that we play as a family, and we actually play it in three different ways. Yeah, my sister-in-law taught us this game. Well, she taught it to me... One time we were having some girls weekend, you know, all the sister-in-laws all getting together. And anyway, and we were in a hotel room, all these ladies, and she's like, let's play this game Celebrity. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And she's like, oh, well, it's not like you don't buy it. It's just a game. And I was like, okay. And so everybody, she, she handed out strips of paper to everybody. And she's like, okay, now everybody has to feel like out at least 10 of these, maybe more, you know? <laughs> and so we're all filling out like 20 little teeny strips of paper. And she's like, now what you need to do is write a celebrity on there. And, and she's like, but it doesn't have to be necessarily like. Like a know, Hollywood star. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like Nicolas Cage. I mean, you can put Nicolas Cage on there, <laughs> but like it could also be because you want to pick people that other people are going to be able to guess. And that's what she said. She's like, other people have to be able to guess it. So you could put like Grandma Alice, you know, or someone that's sitting right in the room. You could put them. You could put somebody out of a book, like out of books, music, TV programs. Yeah. And, well, um, and I know when we played as yeah. cousins, we would put the family dog in there. <laughs> yeah, well, and like somebody in your town, you might be like, oh, you know, like I'm going to put the librarian because we all know her or whatever. You know, I mean, there could be, you know, the, the name of the principal at the school, you know, or whatever. But you could put anybody in there. It's true. The family dog. You could put old McDonald. You know, <laughs> he's pretty famous. He had a farm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or bingo, you know, that one dog. Yeah, exactly. Like you could put anything in there. So anyway, and then you fold up all the little pieces of paper and you put them in a big bowl or hat or whatever. And then we start playing with them. And like Paige said, there's three different ways that we play with them. So Paige, how about you describe the first way? So the regular way is you have someone from each team. So there's two teams and you have someone from each team go up to the bowl or hat and draw one. And you have to try and describe this person without saying their name. So whatever is written on the paper, you can't say any of that. Yeah. So if their name is big bird, you can't say, well, this is a bird. You can't big. say you can't that would be really bad yeah oh um the road runner no nah. <laughs> anyway so you can't say bird you'd have to say this is a yellow character from sesame street with feathers you know yeah. or something. anyway so it's it's kind of like catchphrase in that way where you can't you can't say what's written on the paper but you have to describe them and hope the and hope that your team 
mates will guess. Okay. Or taboo, so, and you can do. You have that old game. Yeah, taboo. and isn't it isn't it a time limit where you can do as many as possible and within a time limit? Oh yeah, it is. So we we set the. What do we do? One minute. I think we might do one minute. One, or, maybe two, I mean, maybe you could do three minutes or two minutes. A minute and a half, whatever. But I, I feel like we, we do one minute. So it's like however many, one person gets up from one team, and then, so the other team times it, you know. And they go. Uh-huh, and they go, and they try to do as many as they can. And you can't, you can say skip and put it back in the bowl. True. But if you just keep skipping. You don't get any points. Yeah, and if at the end, the last one you're doing, if nobody guesses it, they have to fold it up and put it back in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Then the ones that are guessed properly, you leave them out. But yeah, so that's the regular way. And then the second way is you, you have to describe this person in one word or this thing. Yeah, now, now um, this, you only play, you play these different ways in order. So mm -hmm. first you play it the regular way. Then yeah, after the one you, word way. Yeah, then you take all the papers, you fold them back up. And back yeah, after you see who won the first round. So whoever got the most papers guessed, you know, who whatever team. Um, after you go through the whole bowl, so you're gonna have multiple times of doing it. Then you fold them all up, put them all back in, and then it come then you can only do it with one word. Yeah, and that gets tricky. Yeah, and you basically do the same thing again. But but everybody has already guessed them before, so they know who's in the bowl. Mm -hmm. And so then people like kind of know what names to guess. They're like, okay. So if it's Big Bird, then you'd say Sesame. Yeah, or Yellow or something. Yeah. Yeah, or Feathers. Okay, so that's, that's the second way. The last way is you put them all back in the bowl, and then you play charades. You act it out. Mm-hmm. So and again, no everybody knows them. They know the names of the people that are in there already. So there's already a limited amount. I mean, it makes the guessing a little easier. So your right. acting may be totally shoddy, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> may be trying to walk around like a big bird, you know, like how he kind of waddles sort of. Yeah. And and everybody will just be like oh it's big bird like normally no one would guess that's big bird but because <laughs> but because they've already been through the list now two different times then yeah sure and there's probably more ways you could play it yeah anyway, anyway, yeah but that's our game so yeah. play celebrity it's really fun yeah so we invented the last two ways to play and aunt jesse in invented or got <laughs> somehow the first part of it anyway so we'll thank her because that's been like whenever we have big groups man that's a great she's always in charge group. of the games she does such a good job yeah she's amazing all right so let's get on to our schedules shall we uh speaking of schedules right we've got to keep with the schedule here right no, i'm kidding okay so Paige, <laughs> what what are the struggles with schedules like if oh, you had goodness. to say how, what do i mean and I'm asking a professional schedule struggler here. It's, it's true. No, no lies. No hidden things here. It's, <laughs> it's a struggle. I struggle very, very much with, with schedules and keeping a schedule. Why has it been? I mean, I've been open with people about it. You know, I go speak and stuff around and I'm like, I mean, some of my children, like my last two, give them a schedule and they're in heaven. My first two, not so no. much. <laughs> although, my, although my oldest one, like your older brother, Quinn, like, he like he's better, better at it than I am. I, I am the yeah. worst one. <laughs> he will arrive places on time. 
he will like make sure that he gets what needs to done be done in the right order. Like he actually is better, but you're just a little bit more like laid back, sort of just living. Well, so in the here's moment. here's the thing. I struggle with schedules because I'm a very spontaneous person. And so when I find something that is really exciting or that I really want to do, that tends to become first priority sometimes, which it shouldn't. But <laughs> I just get so excited that I can't not. Well, and quite frankly, to be fair, you actually got that from both your mother and your father. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Because and we're just both doubled in one person. Yeah, we're both really spontaneous people. I, however, can be spontaneous, but then also love a schedule and thrive on it. Your dad is not so much a schedule guy, so you probably <laughs> got that. That struggle from Got him. the extra spontaneity and the no schedule. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, well, I'll get to it when I get to it, you know? There yeah. you go. Anyway. Like, I can recognize when something is important, and I can tell myself no when it comes to some things. But I yeah. think that is one of the biggest struggles. I think having a schedule, if I don't feel like I like the schedule, then I feel like I'm tied down and I don't have freedom in my day, which I hate. Right. And so basically what you're saying is to some degree, your happy place is knowing that you've had enough personal freedom time to be able to think your own things, study your own things, call the people you feel like you need to call, bond with the people you feel like you need to bond with. You want quality in your day. Mm -hmm. Quality of time, you know, is kind of important for you. It's very important. Yeah. So what that means, and people are important to you, which means you want to take time for those people as right. well. So, so this sounds like, well, that's not a bad thing. Let's not be hard on ourselves. But okay. I think the biggest thing is it's, it's possible to schedule that time in. Ah, there's, there's the thing. What if, what if you did that instead of just letting it hijack all your other goals? Yeah. Because that's the part when you start feeling bad about yourself. So it's one thing to go through your day and be like, oh, so-and-so needs me or oh, so-and-so stopped by and I didn't know I was going to see them, but I'm going to spend some time with them because I haven't seen them for months or whatever it is. And, and you just spend that time like that's, I mean, I think most people would be like, no, that's just how it is. And that's the important thing. And mm -hmm. I would totally agree. But but the problem comes when you allow yourself to get distracted by, well, this person made a post on social media and this, yeah. this person um, sent me a text and another text and this person, you know, and all of a sudden you're not getting anything accomplished and you've made other goals for yourself. Like, oh, I'm going to exercise every day or I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to do better at cooking healthy food, which is going to take what? More time. Time. Yeah, or I'm going to do better at my studies or something like that. But if all of a sudden you're letting yourself get distracted, then you start feeling like a failure because you don't meet any of your goals. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so and I think, I think another big thing with me is I don't necessarily like to schedule everything out because once I see everything that has to get done for the day, I get overwhelmed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so I see it, I'm like, oh good gravy. How am I going to get all of this done? You know, when am I going to have a break anytime in between here? Am I going to be able to have time to breathe? And so I'll get overwhelmed and I'm like, well, bag it all. We're just going to do what comes and call it good. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. So uh, 
Paige, I just learned something new about you, like just now. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know that, that, that you were one of those um, people that gets a little overwhelmed by a list. I, had I known that <laughs> when you were 14, oh, nah, because you were struggling with schedules a lot then. Anyway, so grandma's like that. My mother is the type of person that she is highly organized and she is motivated. Okay. She like can accomplish so many things. Yet what happens to her a lot is she'll make all these lists and she'll spend a good chunk of the day making the list. But then when it comes to it, doesn't get a ton done on the list because the list itself took all the energy to right. just like figure it out. <laughs> you well, know, the thing so is like, I relate to that because you'll start on things on the list or you'll make those like, oh, that's a big list. And then you start doing the list. But then if you don't get the list accomplished, then you feel like a failure. And so you just might as well not make the list and then feel good about the things you did accomplish. Mm -hmm. Now, see the thing that you've got going for you that some people who are less list makers don't have going for them is that so some people when they make the list if they don't get the stuff on the list done they start stressing yeah like i gotta get it done i've gotta get it yeah, done i have gotta the get opposite problem and so, <laughs> and so I'm like, what, uh -huh. yeah, yeah so what you're saying is is it overwhelms you to see that list there and it frustrates you if you don't get stuff done but in the end you're not going to stress about it you take the laid back approach where you're like well I guess we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, which actually, quite frankly, is healthy. I want you to know it's Yeah, unless healthy. it happens too often and then nothing gets done. Right. So because then you, Well, because then you become a procrastinator, right? Right. Where you, you're never accomplishing any goals. You have high aspirations and no follow-through. So then that would be its own problem, <laughs> right? Right. So, oh, so what, what we're really hitting on here is how many different types of people there are and how they all process their daily goals and schedules. And how they're all packed into one person called me. <laughs> and how for some reason pages everyone. <laughs> Great. I love that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, Paige, now that we know that you can relate to the entire planet. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure there's other, there's other people out there. Uh, anyway, oh, yes, of course. So, um, so there are, because I've seen, Paige, I've seen you very, very um, effective in your life, like accomplishing so much. Oh, and yeah. those are the, and those are the times, quite frankly, where you've buckled down. And when you've said, I'm going to follow my plan. Mm -hmm. That's when you actually really do like pull out amazing amounts of work and stuff. And there've yeah. been other well, that's times. That's when I'm really dedicated to the thought that, okay, I can do what I want when this is done. Or I just turn those tasks into, Hey, this is actually really fun. Let's do it. So like for me, a lot of it is having fun. Uh, so what you're saying is you change your mindset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you on purpose, this is very key. I'm saying it very slowly. <laughs> you on purpose, deliberately, intentionally choose to enjoy the task at hand. Instead of dreading that that task is going to take X amount of time or you can't do whatever yet or, or whatever. Is that what you're saying? Yes. 
that's huge. Yeah, no, that, it's definitely a mindset. I mean, that's, that's really, it's a choice. Like you are making a choice to enjoy things in your schedule that you would normally try to find something else to distract you from them. <laughs> right. Such as like math homework or something. I mean, yeah, we pages, in, about that. <laughs> pages in, pages in, uh, she's at university right now and she has a lot of homework and you have to decide to like it. Otherwise, are you Otherwise it doesn't get done. <laughs> Well, you won't get it done. Yeah, you won't succeed at it. And and quite frankly, what's the point in choosing to hate something you have to do like multiple times a week? True. It's like, like you might as well just find something that's enjoyable in there somewhere. Yeah. And or listen to-, to music while you do homework or something. Okay, so we've got so we've got one thing here that having a positive attitude um about tasks. That is that is one thing then that is going to be we'll say uh, one of our tips, okay, about how to succeed with a schedule is having a positive attitude about what needs to be done, like making the choice to be positive. So that's huge. I like that. Okay, so let's talk about other things too. I think some people get overwhelmed because so many different things going on. And it just seems like, how? How do I, you know, do all of these things my best? Yeah. And and what it boils down to is... No, you, it's true. That's such an issue though. You're not like there, always going to be able to do absolutely everything your best the minute you want to do it. Yeah, there are times like I know... Um, I sometimes struggle on staying consistent with my personal studies in the morning because in order to get an effective study in, sometimes, you know, I want to take a couple hours on something that I don't have a couple hours to take on. And so sometimes I'm like, well, I might as well just not do it at all then because I don't want to, I'm not going to be able to get what I want to get out of it. Oh, interesting. So you actually have this perfect or ideal image of what it needs to be like. And if it seems like you're already falling short, you're like, oh, well, maybe I just won't do it. Okay. So what I do is um, I have the ideal. Okay. Like I know, I mean, all of us have the ideal. Some people are more perfectionate than others. And I I do realize that. But um but I have the ideal in my head, but I, I have told myself, and this is another deliberate thing that I've told myself, if I take a step toward the ideal, that is a success. That is me doing something in the right direction and doing something in the right direction toward my goal is 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 making progress toward my goal even if i don't make it that day so so when you're talking about morning study you're talking about your scripture times right when you're reading scriptures and and pondering and praying and writing right. down your your ideas and your inspirations that come right okay mm-hmm. so i have that same time of the day and i get what you mean when it could take like 2 hours i have so had i have had it where it has taken half the day before and i'm like <laughs> oh, I am in heaven. I love love to be able to study. The inspiration and the, it's just huge. 
just so nice. But let's be real. Like there were so many years where I had four little children in tow, <laughs> nursing babies, toddlers, whatever. I still wanted to have that morning study time. How long did it last? Some days, five minutes. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but what I told myself, and, and I'm a reader too. I love to read books. And the whole time you children were young, I always would have a book with me and sometimes we'd be sitting at a doctor appointment or sitting at the park or, and I would pull it out. I might read one sentence or two sentences before somebody needed me again, or before it was time to do whatever came next, but I would read the one sentence or the two sentence. And I would tell myself, I did something. I did something. I went toward my goal. I kept with some of my priorities. I mm. made a step in the right direction. And so if in the morning, even if I just got up five minutes before my baby was going to wake up so that I could have five minutes to say a personal prayer to God and to read, you know, a verse out of scripture, or something, <laughs> you know, even if it was just that much that I could do, if I put it first, meaning I got up, because I was going to do it and I was going to put the first thing first and I actually made a step in that direction I declared it a victory for myself and so that's probably the difference between me and you is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say well I can't get out of it everything I want to so I'm not going to do it anyway I'm going to say every step in the right direction is a victory for me I love that yeah so um so that's how I decided um, to conquer that problem because everybody faces it at one point or another. So anyway, there you go. Um, but what, what happens is, is if we, if we don't know our priorities, then we're going to fall off our schedule wagon even more. And we're going to have a hard time recognizing any victories or feeling like we're achieving victories. So number one, you got to make goals, but you've got to determine your goals based on your priorities. Yeah. So that's important. Um, so one of the ways that we determine what our priorities are is we divide up our time. Okay. Or, or maybe we even determine our priorities and then divide up our time and see how we're doing and what needs to change. This helps us make our goals. So if you say how many hours are in a day? So in a working you know. day, like, so not sleeping. No, no. Including the sleep. Oh, okay. Including sleep. So including 24 hours. Yes. Okay. So there's 24 hours a day. You times that by seven. Okay. So now we're going to go for a week. Okay. Um, 24 times seven is like 168. What is it? Is that about right? Something like that. Somewhere I'm just, in that area. I'm just guessing. Okay. But it's like, I think it, it's probably around 170 hours. Okay. In a week. So, because I'm not doing that. Oh, I was right. 168. Okay. Woo. I love that. I knew that. Okay. It's because I, it's, it's actually because I've done this. So like I've done this math so many times I should know it. Okay. So we've got 168 hours in a week. So let's just remember that. Now what we're going to do is we're going to list all of our priority things in our life. Okay. So, um, maybe our priorities are like sleep is a priority. 
Okay. Gonna have to do it. Like there's no way around it. Um, personal maintenance. So that's going to be like showering, getting ready. Um, maybe your personal like study time, like you're talking about, or that could fall into the next category too, I suppose of education, but I would put it in my personal, um, maintenance category. So then the education would be another priority and hopefully no matter what age you're at and even if you're not in school I mean your children obviously are going to have education as a priority but why wouldn't you too right what do you right. education is always ongoing no matter if you're in school or not yeah yeah how do you want to grow and then comes um like work and social so the time with friends and social activities. And then you have like your play and hobbies. And those kind of are back in a little bit to the personal maintenance, but they're not like required, required. So this could be um, like if you, you, maybe you have a hobby that you build airplanes or paper airplane. I don't know. Anyway, um, but whatever you do that you're like, okay, this is my hobby. I, I make scrapbooks. I do flower arranging. I like to do baking you know, whatever it is, that might be a hobby for somebody. And that's like mm -hmm. your playtime. Okay. So that's important to have a little bit of that time in your life too. And then comes the distractions. Okay. So distractions aren't really a priority, but they're in there and they suck some of our time away. Okay. So we would probably stick them on our list. So then what you do is you and oh, by the way, you could add health if you wanted to, but I would put that into my personal maintenance. So like exercise. Just, time, yeah. Yeah. Depending on, you know, where you, you want to put things for yourself. So then what you're going to do is you can take that list, sleep, personal maintenance, education, spiritual. Did I say spiritual? I might've missed that. Spiritual. That's like, <laughs> it's going to be like church and you could put that, that scripture study time or whatever, you know, that you're doing each day in the spiritual as well. Social, friends, work, play, hobbies, distractions. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to rank them. Number one. Oh, family. Duh. That one's really important. <laughs> family. Ah. We're kind of all about that. <laughs> oh, holy cow. How did that one not make the list? I just thought of that. I'm like, where's family? Okay, so now we're going to rank them, okay? And we're going to put whatever ones are the most important first right? So, um, sleep is and, number one. Well, <laughs> well let's actually, let's I'm actually, kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. But let's actually maybe say like, I, what I do is I prioritize without factoring in sleep. I actually, I, I don't put sleep on the priority list, but if you want to prioritize it, you can. I usually prioritize everything else but sleep. So anyway, so once you set your priorities, so maybe your number one priority is spiritual, your number two is family, your number three is work, your number four is education, you know, whatever, okay? So, and at different phases of life, some of these priorities may look a little different, okay? So for each person, you make the priorities, and then you say, okay, now we have 168 hours in a week. How many, of hours, how many hours of those are taken up in necessary sleep? So at my age, I need you know, seven hours a night or eight hours a night. So then you times that by seven nights. Or actually, is it six nights and seven days? 
Well, I would probably just do seven <laughs> nights is what I always do. Anyway, I'm starting to think of a hotel stay. Okay. Anyway, so seven traveling too much. <laughs> I know. Okay. So then you take out those hours and then that leaves you with this bulk of the rest of the hours. So then you say, okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at these different areas and I'm going to write just honestly, how much money do how, how much, not money, money, how much time do I spend on my family? And this can't mean I'm just in the house with them. This has to mean I'm talking to them. I'm doing an activity with them. I'm discussing. I'm, I'm like actually with them looking in their faces. Okay. So how much time, how many hours in a week do I spend? How many hours in a week do I spend on my education? How many hours a week do I spend on my work, on my social and friends, my play and hobbies, my distractions, my personal maintenance, my spiritual. Okay. And so you list all those hours out what you actually are doing. Then you compare your volume of hours to your priorities. And you, you usually get a little bit of a, an awakening, you know, it's like, what, how come I am spending, you know, 12 hours a week on distractions like videos and TV and social media and whatever, when that is my lowest priority. <laughs> and how come I'm only spending this much time with family when that's like one of my top priorities, you know? And so, and then depending where you're at with your education time, you know, sometimes it has to take more. When you're in college, it takes a lot, a lot of your time, you know? It's true. Um, but it is kind of a high priority at say your phase in life page. But anyway, so knowing how we spend the hours in our week and knowing that we can consciously choose to make differences in the way that we spend those hours really does give us, uh, like honesty, this, this lens of honesty and empowerment, like, wait a second, look what I'm doing. Well, now I can make a change, right? And then you could regularly evaluate. So that's one thing you need to do is really see how you are spending your hours periodically. Yeah. It's like knowing where you spend your money. Yeah. It's like a budget. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Cause you're budgeting your time. <gasps> wow. It's amazing. So true. What a thought. Okay. What a thought. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. So now part of this budget, this way that we're, um, spending our time is actually setting those priorities. Okay. And you've got to know where your, your biggest priorities are and no one can make that decision for you. But, but I really believe in putting the first things first. So like the things that contribute to your core beliefs. That's going to be first. So I'm, I'm a Bible reading girl. Okay. And let's see, first thing, you know, God gives, you know, he creates and he makes who Adam and Eve. And so first thing that that's going to put family right up there. Well, first God says, here you are, here's your rules. So well, first God, yeah, first God. <laughs> yep. See what I'm saying? Okay. So for then me, family, number one, uh -huh. and then comes family. And then after that is going to probably come personal maintenance. Because if you don't do the personal things you need to, like if you don't exercise and if you don't, um, and, and, you know, there's no rule about what you have to exercise, how 
how it has to be, whatever. But you've got to keep your body going and good, right? Because if all that fails, you can't do any of the other things anyway. So you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself um, to some degree and that you're fueling your mind, your spirit, your body. And, and so that's where, you know, showering, it's kind of important. It's good for your Just health. A little. Yeah. And, and your overall attitude. People who shower more have better attitudes. It's true. They, they do. I shower. And they feel every, better about themselves too. Yeah. I shower every single day. And yeah, I don't know if that makes me just like everybody else or like weird, but <laughs> I have to shower every single day because it, it really truly makes me feel like I'm accomplishing. I'm doing, it gives me energy, whether I'm dirty or not per se dirty or not i go in there and i and i wash because it's just important so um so yeah that personal maintenance is important so you've got to put the first things first and for me it's always god and family and then making sure that i'm studying and developing myself because i can't give to anybody else if i'm empty yeah you have to take care of yourself first yeah, I can't give to my husband very well if I'm empty. And the thing is, is people misunderstand that. So if I could just, you know, there was, there was a time um, my mother had some mental health issues when I was young. And, um, and one of her doctors said, well, you've got to do nice things for yourself. You've got to do whatever. And, and all of a sudden, like tons of shopping started happening, you know, mm. and like she started taking, you know, painting classes and all these different things, which is great if a person wants to take a painting class. It's totally fine. It's, it's awesome, actually. Um, but she started putting all of her focus on, I need to do stuff with my friends. I need to go shopping. I need all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden that little prescription was kind of taken in the wrong direction. And I actually think... A little bit of an OD on that. Well, yeah, and I think that she actually found herself in a bit of a struggle with family relationships, you know I mean? Because what's that going to do with your spouse relationship if you feel entitled? Mm -hmm. so, so when we say you've got to get yourself prepared so that you can make a difference for somebody else we're not saying totally pamper and coddle yourself and be entitled that you get everything because you got to put you first that's not what we're saying right i mean what we're saying are what we're saying is clearly if you're going to water a plant you've got to put water in the watering can first right so that means you do have to make sure that if you're meant to help other people in your life, you've got to make sure that you're not an empty cup, that you can do something for them, you know, which, which means you've got to nourish yourself as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's just a, an interesting thing to do, but the people and God are always first to me. And, and so I'm going to say family is the number one people. And I think people feel like if they texted their family that that, you know, checks off the list for that day. Or if they, um, I don't know, if they took the child to the the dance lesson or the soccer practice, then that, that yeah, it looks different for everybody. Yeah, it does. But I guess but what I'm saying is, be careful yeah. that you're not just doing enough to get by. 
well, yeah, that you're just not going, well, I saw them or I, I, I heard a word from them. Uh, that's good. That doesn't, that doesn't really suggest a high priority. If, I, if my child has to go to a soccer practice that day, then on the way to the soccer practice, I'm not going to turn on the radio. We're going to talk. And if we can't talk, if the child won't talk to me, and for some reason our talk is very labored and not comfortable, then I'm going to know we need to do less stuff with our time. Because I got to get that priority back to first mm -hmm. or second, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing you have to recognize is, is once you deliberately make the priorities, then you can start deliberately putting things in motion. And if it's not looking like the other people are feeling the same priority, either you have a priority talk and you talk about how you need to be able to discuss as a family. But if not, you got to pull back on other areas and you've got to make those adjustments. And so that's really like how to make the best schedule for your day is to determine what's my priorities, you know? And, um, and then, like we mentioned before, making those hard choices, you know? Okay. And choosing to be positive about whatever it is that we, that we feel like we need to do for our priorities. If they are your priorities, then that means they are good things. So if your priority, if part of your priorities is your work, then doesn't that mean you should enjoy your work? If your work is laundry and um, making food for the family and whatever, if that's part of your work, doesn't that mean you should enjoy it if it's part of your priorities? It's true. And it blows my mind how many people will complain about their priorities, but they never complain about having to watch TV. <laughs> Which is the lowest, the lowest on the list for probably everybody usually is hopefully distractions. Yeah, hopefully, because what does it give us? Nothing. Okay, so surfing on the phone and watching TV, lowest on the list when it comes to priorities, yet nobody ever says, oh man, I had to watch that whole show, you know, <laughs> instead of doing my dishes. Like, People don't say that and they should, they should think in those terms of, wait, what did this steal from me? Did this yeah. steal from any of my priorities and accomplishing my priorities or, or making sure I keep my priorities in the right place that should equal joy and happiness. Yeah. And if done right, it does. I know for me, like I work pretty much every day of the week. I have two different jobs mm -hmm. and I actually really enjoy them. There are some days where, you know, it's really busy. It can be very stressful. But when you take the time to find joy in it, like being a cashier, I love talking to people. It is so fun. It, I, you know, I count it as part of my social every day where I get to connect with people and really just kind of see where all these different people come from and see old friends and make new friends. You know, it's, it makes the time fly by. That's mm -hmm. just so fun. Even though I'm there for eight plus hours usually right you know it's it's new interactions new things to find joy in every day because and you i think decide to have your attitude be good right and it's actually been a blessing for a lot of people i'll have a lot of people come through my register and they're like you know thank you so much for being happy because it's not often you get 
you know, a cashier at a grocery store who's happy <laughs> or who actually wants to talk to you. I'm like, of During course. During a pandemic, no less. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so it's just, it's really fun to be able to see, you know, people smile and to make people's day and mm-hmm. just really enjoy giving that joy to others. And mm. so, and I think that's what all works for you, whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you have an office job, you know, make your work fun. Mhm. I love that. I love that. Okay, so um we've talked about quite a lot of things here. And I I think there's one thing that has to be mentioned before we can leave this topic. And that is that if you're going to have a good day as far as your schedule goes, you have to wake up. What? No, I know. I know this is not popular advice. I know <laughs> it actually is. The advice is just not properly taken. It well, it's just it's like ah, oh, there's always that thing hanging over my head. I have to wake up. I have well, to wake up. Which means you have to go to bed. Oh, see, there's it. That's, that's the, <laughs> that is the rub. How many Peck family meetings? And one day we'll talk about how to have a good family meeting. How many Peck family meetings? Have we had over the years or when you were young where it was like, okay, how are we going to be more productive with our days? Oh, guess we better go to bed on time. I mean, like how many? (laughs) I think that's probably like the most common topic we've ever talked about as a Peck family. I'd say especially when it comes to me because I am a night owl. So I'm not a wake up person, but once I'm up, I'm fine. Yeah, but so, I mean, we've had so, I, I think our whole family could be a night owls. I could be a morning person too, though. Like, I'm, I, I like both. I, I want it all. Just extra time. That'd oh, be yeah, good. I can be a morning person too, but like I said, I'm not a wake-up person. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about a lot of great things here. Um, you know, putting the first things first, getting your priorities set, um, recognizing where your perfectionism could stop you from accomplishing stuff. So you've got to just choose that every step in the right direction is a victory for you. And um, having a positive attitude about our tasks and making the choice that we're going to be happy with the things that we have to do. And then evaluating our time. No matter what, no matter when you do this exercise that we talked about where you make your priorities and list how much time you spend on things or, or want to spend on things and you adjust those timetables and make that time budget, you still always have the same gift of time. Every single person has the same gift of time. They have 24 hours in a day. So when people say, I need more time, it's impossible. You already have all the time. Every person always has all the time. I know we think we don't have all the time, but that's really because we're choosing to think that certain things are not enjoyable and that they're taking our time. And if those things are wasteful and aren't part of our priorities, we need to get rid of them. Right. So it's really thinking about what we can do better with the time we have. Yeah. But if, but if those things are like feeding the baby and reading stories to the children and playing games with the children and teaching them how to work and, you know, those kinds of things. All of those things are absolutely proper uses of time. And if we are doing those things with our day and we say, you know, making food for my family takes too much of my time. If we're saying stuff like that, 
then what we are actually doing is we are casting a shadow on our schedule. We're casting a dark cloud on the clock. And we will never be happy. Because if caring for your family is one of your top priorities, if it's your work, if it's, if it's part of family time, why would we ever look at it negatively? So I think that the point I wanted to get to today is if you want to make the best daily schedule, you've got to have the best daily attitude. And you've got to recognize the successes in all of the areas of your life. And you've got to recognize that you actually have control over all those 24 hours and what you do. I mean, unless some major emergency happens, which doesn't happen every day for most people. So what that means is that you should rejoice in everything you're doing in the minute. And when you get to the end of the day and you look at that list, if you're a list looker, I'm a list maker, but I don't look every day to see if I did it all every day. I don't. And, and, and there's a reason. And that's because throughout the day, I know I am putting the first things first again and again and again. I value my priorities throughout the day. What's the higher priority there? Should I read the scriptures or should I go to exercise first? Should I help this child with this or should I make this phone call? Should well, I making, making those you know? distinctions or what's the most important anyway. So as long as you're putting yeah. the first things first, the things that should be put first, first, then you should you, be fine. And if you don't get to some of the lower things on the list, like you wish you eh. could. Yeah. Then, you know, if you don't get to your play and hobbies, it's not a failure. See, I think some people think they have to get to their play and hobbies. Otherwise that somehow their life isn't good. Um, but know that your life is amazing because you did all of those other priorities. And, and so basically, I find great solace, great peace, great happiness and joy in the fact that I actually stayed in the zone of my priorities throughout the mm -hmm. whole day and didn't spend time getting distracted. You know, and so... And, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at never getting distracted. Okay, like, who, it happens who, every now and then. I mean, That's spontaneous nature, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can happen, but but I think that. Um, that's when you know you've had a, you've had a good day and you've followed your schedule well. It doesn't mean you've got accomplished every single thing, but it yeah. means that you had your heart and your mind and your will focused in the right direction for that whole time and then you know that whatever was supposed to happen did happen and i think that's the thing is it trusting for me well today was one of those days where i was on my game i was i was serving and doing and the very best i could so whatever was supposed to happen did happen happened today. and, yeah, and that's when you know that you've had a good answer, day yeah, if I didn't answer those emails, oh, well, there's always tomorrow. That's when there's always tomorrow, when there's other things that could have yeah, happened. Yeah, those things that can be done later. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, anyway, well, we have run out of time. Imagine that. No, see the schedule. There we go. But we <laughs> talked about everything that needed to be talked about. So that was good. We did run out of time. There's so many more things that you can find on teachingselfgovernment.com to help you with your own self-government, to help you give yourself instructions and accept no answers from yourself so that you can better govern your schedule, which is also a big thing that uh, helps you when you're making and keeping a good schedule for yourself. It's true. 
Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you again next time. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.